Guys, welcome to the EK BJJ podcast. My name is Eddie Cohn, and I'm the host and founder of this show. I hope you're all doing well. This podcast is designed to give you the tools and strategies to grow through your jiu-jitsu journey, and I'm here to share and serve you, the listener. If you're new here, welcome. And if you've been following us already, a big, big thank you from me. Today, I have one thing to ask you. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it and share it, especially if you find value in it. Also, while I'm on the subject, I put out a lot of content through my various platforms, so you can reach me from my online training courses to this podcast and, of course, my social media sites. And I would really, really appreciate it if you guys left me a rating and a review. That would be really helpful for me and for the content that I put out. With that said, today I really wanted to talk to you guys about jujitsu and mental health. Because right now, mental health has really become such a talking point, especially after these past two years. It seems to have become more prevalent, I guess, with the COVID outbreaks and people perhaps being thrown together with their husbands, wives, significant others. Maybe like myself, losing your whole social circle of friends, almost losing my business, uh, and losing my physical outlet, and ultimately dealing with mental health issues. Now, I too, in my life, have been depressed, I've been downtrodden, beat up, and I found myself in some of the darkest places that you as a person could ever find yourself in. Now, I've had things that have happened to me which, you know, have been pretty bad in my life. But I've also managed to kind of pull myself through. And trust me, it wasn't easy to fall or to come out of a place of despair. But I also, you know, know that it's possible to do that. Before I get into today's conversation on on mental health, I just want to add this disclaimer. And that is that I am not a qualified doctor or qualified in anything when it comes to diagnosing mental health okay I'm, I don't have any qualifications in that and I want to make that absolutely clear off the bat the points I'm raising and talking about today are my own observations and they come from my experience um, from from dealing with mental health issues myself and and seeing it around other people so if you're suffering with any of the above mentioned symptoms make sure that you reach out to someone for qualified help, someone who can diagnose and treat those symptoms. There are many, many people out there. There are also helplines. And if you're feeling like that, then I suggest that that is the way you go. Now, with that disclaimer said, the topic of today, as we discussed, is is jujitsu beneficial or is it good for mental health? And I would say, in my own, from my own opi- uh, opinion and my own experience, that it absolutely is. For the last 15 years, I have met people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different cultures, different religions, different financial statuses, different statuses in general. But one thing I can tell you, which they all have in common, is that they're people. They're people like you and I, and they're people that suffer 
with the same emotions, the same fears, the same challenges in life that we all go through. But they are people just like you and I. Now, when you join a jiu-jitsu class, you will undoubtedly get to know people. And those people or people who will support you, uplift you, push you, and will even make lifelong friends to you when you join a good jiu-jitsu school. And I guess we all need someone at some point to hold us accountable and keep us in a good mental state. Now, when I joined the jiu-jitsu school that I did, I felt all of the above. It was a very daunting experience for me going into a strange place with strangers of different sizes and, and different abilities who were, let's be honest, intent of pulling off my arms and legs and, and choking me out. Now, of course, everyone is on their own journey and on their own path, but the single denominator in my situation was jiu-jitsu, and that became my bond with most of, most of these people. Now, although we're, we're all on our own journey, it does not mean that we cannot help each other to get further down our own path. So for myself, I began looking around, if I go back to the very beginning, if you like, I began looking around the company I was keeping at the time. I looked around those that I allowed into my circle and those I chose to spend time with. And what I realized was within my own peer group that I could not find anyone who I could trust enough to go on my journey with. I felt the people in my life at that time were not focused on anything, nor did they have any intention to be, and I knew I had to find my own way. And I had to find my own direction, which, you know, growing up around 15 to 18 years old and realizing that was a, was a very, very tough call for me to make. I knew that I wanted something more for my life, you know, to be challenged more, and to produce better results. And I found that jujitsu for me ticked the majority of the boxes, especially when it came to a balanced mental state. And I use jujitsu as, as the, the common denominator, one, because the podcast is not only about jujitsu, but it's about lifestyle. It's about topics and of life and current affairs, but we can relate all of it to jujitsu. So, that was one of my first things that I did. I looked around at my peer group and realized that we're all on our own journey. Some of them were on their own journey and were very selfish with that. And if I fast forward to where I am now, and I look back at those times spent, some of my friends then have gone on to do some incredible things, and some of them haven't. And fortunately for me, the ones that haven't were were the ones that I decided to move away from. I, I, I realized this at a very, very early age. And once I'd gone through that stage in 2002, after starting to, to train jujitsu in, in 1996, um, I began sharing jujitsu. I was that in love with it and had seen the transformation or the transform it the transformative impacts that it had on me and my life, I wanted to share the wonderful benefits of the amazing art with everyone that I came in contact with. I would talk to people about it, um, 
and they had no idea what I was talking about. They would look at me like I was crazy. You know, I'm talking to them about jujitsu and training and how it's different to every other martial arts. And, and back then, of course, there were the times of wanting to prove it. We just seen Hoist in 93 come out in the UFC and wreck everyone. And, you know, being a blue belt, you know, I believe that I could do that. Um, so I'd bump into people, people at where I used to work and, and try and, you know, sway them into it. And um, some worked, some didn't. The one thing that stuck out to me was the amazing way that jiu-jitsu brings people together from different cultures, backgrounds, and all walks of life with no bias, with absolutely no bias in what people look like, what their appearance is, what their social or economic status is, who they vote for. When they come onto the tatami mat and they come into the academy, we're just there to train. You know, the slogan of my academy that I like to use a lot is many in body, one in mind. Now, in 2002, I began sharing. I didn't have a school then. My first academy opened in 2004 and it was at a leisure center. It was actually Wanstead Leisure Center in, in London where I would have, have to arrive early uh, before class, twice a week it was back then, pick up all of the two meter by one meter tatami judo mats. And if you've ever picked up one of these rubber foam mats, they don't look heavy, but if you're picking up 30 or 40 of them and laying them out, they're extremely heavy. So I would lay these mats out. I'd place them out in, in an order that I, I felt would be right before every session. Then I would teach spar with the guys, train a little, train hard sometimes, train not hard sometimes, and then put each mat back on the trolley that they came from after each session. And let me tell you, that was no joke. That thing was, was back-breaking work. So I'd do this two or three times a week. I don't actually remember how many classes we had. I, I believe it was two, it may have been three. Um, and so for me, I knew what I wanted when I eventually opened my own academy. I knew that I wanted a dedicated place where people from all backgrounds, male and female, could attend and train together in a supportive, friendly and learning environment. And thank God today that's what we've created. Now, as someone who was previously diagnosed and prescribed medication uh, to help deal with my own anxiety and uh, PTSD, I knew what the benefits of jiu-jitsu could do for others if taught the right way. Jiu-jitsu for me was a crutch. It was a, a training aid and a lifeline when I developed my own situations. When I was in a, a dark place, I mean, once you go into that dark place, and I'm sure a lot of us, maybe who are listening to the podcast, I'm not the only one, who has, who's, who has gone through those issues of mental health and there's such a stigma attached to it. And, you know, when you go into these places and you, and you realize that you're not alone, that there is help out there. And the, the big thing for me was that, you know, I felt like I was different from everyone else, that I was, you know, straight up, well, I'm stranger than most people, but stranger in a sense of what I was suffering. Now, thank God I didn't have um, long-term PTSD. I mean, I still now have some... Sometimes I'll, I'll go back into that state, but I, I can recognize it and I can snap out of it. And it was affecting me in lots and lots of different ways. Everything from mood swings to isolation to being on my own 
to shutting myself away and becoming almost reclusive, having no energy and not wanting to um, you know, progress further, even down to suicidal thoughts. And a lot of people um, maybe don't see that in me because of the person I am today, because of what I've been through to come to the point I am. But I attribute a lot of what I went through, a lot of what helped me grow and, and growth was, I, I placed that down to jiu-jitsu. It was a place where I could go and train. I wasn't judged by anyone. Um, the exercise in there really helped me. And, and that's a medically proven thing that exercise helps people. Now, if you are suffering with, with any of those symptoms and, and you're, you're maybe not diagnosed or you are diagnosed, one of the biggest things you can do is exercise. And, and for a couple of reasons. When you exercise, you're naturally getting the blood pumping around the body. You're naturally moving. Now, I'm not saying you should go and start working out doing crazy workouts. It can be something as simple as just taking a walk, just coming out of your house and taking a walk. That was the big thing for me. The big thing for me was facing the world and everything in it. So I would leave the house sometimes and go for a walk. And it, it started off with just a very brief walk. And I can remember constantly keeping my hood up and just not wanting to interact with anyone in the public, but just, just walking. And then the walk suddenly became a longer walk. And then I'd find different, different things that, that kind of made me feel good on that walk. I can remember one of the biggest things for me was um, walking past a playground. Um, what do you call them? Like an adventure playground. I don't know what they're called now. And there were kids on swings and climbing around. And it was just hearing the joyful laughter of these kids that, that kind of sparked something in me. And that to me was one of the big things. Now the site, there's a negativity cycle here and each person is different. Everyone has different things and different triggers and, and all the rest of it. But for me, initializing that, that first walk and then turning that walk into a jog, and the jog into a run, and then in, interacting with people. That was another one for me. Being able to interact with people where now those who know me know that if I walk into a room, I'm very confident, very calm. And, you know, I can kind of win the room, basically, when I walk into that. And that's taken a very, very long time. And again, I attribute that down to the confidence that came from jiu-jitsu. Now, some people are not confident at all. If you're not confident, take a jiu-jitsu lesson. In two or three weeks, when you realize the, the power that you have through jiu-jitsu, because it's a lifestyle, it's bigger than just a martial art and, and I very rarely refer to it as a sport. I don't see jiu-jitsu as a sport. I see it as a combat art. And if it's taught right, when the body and mind and spirit, they, they, they're in sync and you realize that you are vulnerable, that you can let everything go on the mat, you suddenly become at peace with yourself. Now, through my years of training, of course, I've subdued men two times my size who were untrained on the mat. I've also been subdued by people smaller than me, women, and that's a really, really humbling experience. But for my mental health issues, jujitsu helped me battle through that. It was an outlet for me. It was exercise for me. It was a combination of meeting new people, understanding 
new people and them understanding me and not judging me because we were all there with one common denominator, which was jujitsu. So when I said I knew that jujitsu was an aid or a crutch for me, I meant it for the following reasons, because I've made lifelong friends in jujitsu. And those lifelong friends, one of the things I recall and remember the most was that they respected my emotions. Like when I'd be in there and I'd have an outburst or I'd feel a certain way. Like sometimes I would pull up outside the jujitsu academy in my car, I'd walk to the academy and then I just wouldn't go train. I'd just go sit in my car for, I just could not face the world. I could not face those people in there. And I always say this, I said this to my daughter very recently. She said to me, Daddy, listen, I was in school and they wanted me to do this jump and I couldn't do the jump, you know, um, because I was afraid of the people laughing at me or people looking at me because I couldn't do it. And I said to her, honey, listen to me. It's okay to be afraid. It's absolutely fine to be afraid, but it's not okay to let the fear consume you. It's not okay to let that fear stop your progress. If you're afraid of what people are saying, we can work with that. But once fear takes hold of you, once fear gets the better of you, it's very difficult to turn that around. Now, that's coming from a real place, someone who's who's felt real fear and anxiety and everything that comes with that. It's come from a real place. And, you know, even talking about this, I, five years ago, I couldn't speak about this. I couldn't be this vulnerable. I couldn't be this open. Um, but now... Because of what I'm doing, because of my journey, because of my vision, because of where I'm going, I'm happy to share this stuff in hopes that it benefits even one person, that someone picks up this podcast and gives it a listen and they get something from it. So going back to what I was saying, um, that I made lifelong friends in jiu-jitsu was because they respected my emotions. Now, no relationship can be healthy without respecting feelings and emotions. That, that's one of my strongest beliefs when it comes to friendship, that you have to respect each other's feelings and emotions. You can't have a healthy relationship without respecting people's feelings in our lives and having them reciprocate by respecting our feelings. You can, you, it just doesn't work. There has to be a two-way street. Now, being a jiu-jitsu instructor now and having my own school, I know that people, all different types of people come into the academy and each one of them is different. Now I have to wear multiple different caps as a figure of speech for each person that comes into the academy. I have to get to know these people on a personal level. They have to trust me. I have to trust them, not only with themselves, but with the other students. And I also have to be aware of their emotions and how they feel. And if someone's come in and they've had a really bad day, do I really want to place that person sparring on the mat where you know, they could injure themselves, injure someone else, or, or perhaps even worse, a fight could break out in the academy. So I have to take all of these things into consideration. I also have to be a social worker. Um, I have to be a mentor. I have to be someone they can burden their problems to because of that trust element. And I also have to be someone who doesn't gossip around the academy and spread rumors and these things about people because often people come to me with a problem looking for a solution but when they come with a problem I always say to them stop if that's the problem don't bring that problem to me bring the solution and then we can work on the problem together 
So find your own solution. You're probably going to find that this, you have the solution. You just need me as or whoever you talk to as someone who will confirm that that would be the right thing or the right way to go about your situation. So, you know, respecting it, respecting emotions. That's a big one that I got from jujitsu. Um, the other things that I got from there, which were beneficial to me, were I enjoyed getting to know people personally, and they too enjoyed getting to know me. Now, when you get to know each other personally, mutual respect grows. Spending time in those kind of environments or in that jiu-jitsu environment or any environment with other people creates a bond and it also creates a sense of trust. Now, those issues there, the bond, the, the spending time together and the sense of trust, those are big things because that allows you to open up that allows you to have an outlet to talk to somebody you have a common denominator which is jiu-jitsu and you spend so much time in such close proximity trying to you know literally dissect the anatomy of each other while you're training that it it creates a sense of trust it just naturally does we we naturally bond like i've met some people i haven't seen them in years and when i see them through jiu-jitsu it's like we've been training together our whole life so it's great for that. It's great for that mental balance in that part. Um, I also found in the gym, in the, in the academy and in my academy too, that I never needed to hide anything from my friends that I'd made there, my true friends. I felt that I had an outlet there that, you know, when you share everything with them, it helps with expressing your needs and identity without fear so I could talk to them you know obviously after bonding with them and trusting them I could talk to them about most things and, and I wasn't in fear of being ridiculed or you know them thinking yeah this guy's a, a, a nutcase or something like that it also leads to more trust in each other and better trust leads to more confidence now that's the cycle of especially in jiu-jitsu that we're becoming so confident that we lose our sense of fear we understand what fear is but we also know how to deal with fear we know how to embrace it and we know that we're confident enough within ourselves to go forward and do that to face those fear those fears to express how we actually feel because jujitsu is very expressive you know if you see two people training together and you can see the egos come out. You can see someone who's very calm. You can see, under, under pressure, you can see someone who's, who panics. You know, there's all kinds of things there that, that I read when I'm on the mat, when I'm watching some of the, the students train together. Now, inside the academy, it's, there's so many energy, so many different vibes and so many different people that that are in there that you can't help but, but feel these this energy from them so you know i i really enjoy i really enjoyed that i never or i still enjoy that I, I never need to hide anything from my real friends and my friends that i've made along the way that are lifelong friends um i'm also comfortable being myself around them which was another one you know i could be comfortable around them in my academy i'm a strong advocate firm advocate in 
everyone is welcome there and, and everyone should be able to train regardless of age, religious background, um, ability, sexual orientation. You know, I'm pretty sure in my academy that I have straight people, gay people, bisexual people, and they're not judged in the slightest. We, we welcome them with open arms and we give them and share with them the brotherly and sisterly love that we always have done um, with everyone. And, and that's so important that they too can be comfortable um, within themselves and around me and around the other students. And, and I mean that so that they're not, so that they can be without vulnerability um, and that way the relationships will never struggle. You know, we can express our insecurities and in doing so, I believe that builds trust, closeness, and a sense of belonging. Relationships will not thrive without it. You, you know, when you expose yourself to someone and you're open, in return, you know, they accept your vulnerability, making you feel safe. Even me now, talking about you know, my mental health issues, talking about my vulnerability, um, talk, you know, expressing myself through this podcast, does it make me feel vulnerable? Of course it does, you know, but I'm confident enough to do that. You know, anything we put out can be scrutinized and can be, you know, you can be kicked around and thrown under the bus and there's all sorts of stuff that comes from it. But in the same time, I'm confident in myself, I'm confident within my abilities. Um, and I've been through a lot worse than what people can throw at me. So. You know, that's one of the things that, that I got from being in jiu-jitsu, that I was comfortable being myself around around my friends and, and they were comfortable with me being in that way. But I also found that people inside the academy where I trained and my academy right now respect people's boundaries. That's, that's a huge one for me because boundaries define who you are in a, in a relationship. Now, when we're talking about relationships, we're not talking husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. We're talking strictly friends, you know, because a friendship is a relationship. And if you have those boundaries and your boundaries define who you are, they define uh, what you are and what you are not. And that's, that's a great boundary to have. Well, these are the boundaries. This is what's acceptable to me and this isn't. You know, and, and then within our friendship, this is acceptable and this isn't. The boundaries created in a relationship are meant to show you where you end and someone else begins. A relationship can't be healthy if clear boundaries are not established and respected. And, and you know, that's, that's really important when it comes to friendship, when it comes to the expression of you know, mental health, if you're feeling bad, if you're having a bad day. All of these boundaries, the boundaries might be, listen, I'm telling you, do not gossip about it. Do not pass this information on. I'm, I'm entrusting you with this information. Um, and that's something else that I learned throughout my journey in jiu-jitsu. I also have learned through the relationships that I've built and the friendships that I've built within jiu-jitsu is that people are open and honest with me and I am with them too. Open and honest communication leads more quickly to a mutual understanding and respect for differences in views. Also interests and needs. Now, recently I had a conversation in, in the academy with, uh, with one of the students who's been there a very long time. And the conversation 
was about um, Black Lives Matter. It was a conversation which we had and we both had our own opinions on that. We're both from different ethnic backgrounds. We both have different views on the police. We have different views on the government's approach to certain things that happen within our communities. And you know what? We had an amazing conversation and I took stuff away from there that I'd never thought about. I took perspectives away that I'd never thought about. And we were both open and honest with what we were saying to each other. And I didn't offend him. He definitely didn't offend me because I'm always on a learning vibe rather than I'm a right, you know, I'm on, I'm always right. I'm not always right. And I'm, you know, open to all of these things. So yeah, we were open and honest and we respected each other's different views and they have different interests and needs. Now, when you're in an open and honest um, relationship or friendship, the relationship gets stronger, better trust is formed and better life can be hoped. You know, and by that, what I mean is we can live in, in a harmonious state within that, that um, environment, that we both know each other's boundaries, we respect each other's boundaries and views, but we're able to discuss those points without offending each other or without upsetting or hurting each other's feelings. And I really, really appreciate that, those kind of conversations, you know, and where we both not getting it, you know, we're not pulling clumps out of each other, but we're listening and we're learning. And that teaches me a lot about people. And I think that that environment will also help me to grow as a person and help them to grow as a person. When two people are in any kind of relationship, um, it should help, it should help each other out in their own life. You know, we're meant to make things easier for each other not harder we're meant to kind of help smooth things and make an easy path for people or for each other in that friendship because <clears throat> excuse me that will help help you grow and it's also a sign of a healthy relationship it will last long enough or long into the future and our personal goals goals don't need to be sacrificed and it also leads to a better understanding all round. So, <coughs> excuse me, with, with all of that said, and my summary would be, does jiu-jitsu help with mental health? Absolutely. It helped me, it's helped many, many others. Um, I know the military groups in the UK, with a lot of people who are suffering with mental health issues are adopting jiu-jitsu training as one of their exercise outlets for them. Like I said, I'm not qualified in any way. I'm just shedding some light upon the experience I have, what I've learned from jiu-jitsu and what I share um, inside my academy with, with the students there and the friendships formed. And, you know, it's not all pink and rosy. We're all going to have bad days. We're all going to have depressive moments. We're all going to have those dark places that we find ourselves in. But one thing is for sure, if you surround yourself in a positive um, <clears throat> environment with positive people and people who have that or those characteristics and traits which I, which I just listed out, then only positivity will come out of that. If we hide ourselves away and become negative and we're not open or we don't trust or we, all of these things, then 
we're limiting our outlet for help. We're limiting our outreach to be able to overcome these things. And it's not cool right now. You know, mental health seems to be trending. A lot of people losing their lives to it. And, you know, I found solace and I found sanctuary in jujitsu. And now I share that through my own jujitsu, through my own school, because I know what that looks like. I know what that feels like. And I know what it's like to be in that, that place. Now, a lot of people may never, ever go there. And great, good for you. Some people will. And, and from the estimates that we're looking at, the majority of men especially are suffering with this. I'm not sure why it's pushed mainly to men, but it seems from the stats I see, it, it's a lot of men that are suffering from mental health issues. Uh, I'm sure there are women out there with exactly the same symptoms and signs, but I don't know why that's, the stats are so different. Um, so yeah, you know, if you can join a jiu-jitsu school, exercise, it's massive, even if it's just walking walking for five minutes and then adding a minute each day, adding 30 seconds each day. It's all growth. Guys, listen, that's all I have for you for today. If you like what I'm doing here, please share. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. And please don't forget, you can find me on all social media sites with the handle at EKBJJ. It's been an absolute pleasure. I hope you guys got some value from this. If you have, please share. Please hit me up, message me. I enjoy it, even if it's for my own ego purpose. I enjoy all the messages. I'll try to reply to as many as you can. And uh, I'm truly, truly honored to be here expressing these, these feelings and these conversations. And, you know, I'm hoping in time to go further down the rabbit hole. Until next time, guys, be safe.